Let's go to uh, Michelle, who's uh, in Cincinnati. Michelle, 700 WLW. Hi. Uh, I'm from Hamilton County, but I also have a place on the river in Ripley, Ohio, in the historic district on Fred Street. I I really question the wisdom of burning everything off the way they did, it's just blowing it up, uh, creating that cloud. I know that they may have just wanted to get it all taken care of so they could keep running trains. But, you know, it seems like they may have made it worse yeah, you know, that, by doing that. I think that decision is okay. going to have to be examined and, uh, yeah. and and figure out how to handle something like that should, God forbid, it yeah. should happen in the future. But, um, yeah, that needs to be yes, looked at. Sir. You, yeah. you see that powder that, 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 that you know, is laying on everything of those poor people that live in Palestine? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I mean, seen, I've seen the, the video of the people who live there, yeah. and, and they're they're going right. outside, and, and they've got uh, – a layer of that stuff all around their house and exactly yeah see what i mean and the other thing not just the water definitely not just the water right and the other thing very quickly the water uh the river the slick that's coming through now i know it's dissipating but not only do we have humans to consider we've got a halfway decent population of uh bald eagles in brown county and we have blue heron and they eat fish um let's hope that that you know that we don't have um you know a problem there uh, next, you know, to where we're, we're seeing endangered species run well, off because of this. No, I agree with you, but all you know, all the reporting we're hearing right now is uh, talking about how uh, it, it's dissipating quickly and uh, not really all that much of a hazard. So, Michelle, we'll see what happens. But right. I, th- I thank you for the phone call. You have a great day. You too. All right, there you go. That was Michelle in uh, in Cincinnati. We've got uh, let's see, Robert and Dayton. All right, Robert, what's up? Well, I actually retired from the CDC about four years ago. But uh, prior to that, I worked 10 years at a federal agency called the Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry. Okay. It's an actual federal agency. So they're attached to the CDC. They're a separate agency, but they're kind of umbrellaed umbrellaed with them. And this was the exact stuff that they do. So I'd be really surprised if... They don't have people from that agency involved, and people should ask if they are. Well, that's the thing. We have all kinds of experts who know what these chemicals are, who know what's going to happen when that chemical gets in the soil, when it gets in the water, when it gets in the air, when it's set on fire. And it it just seems to me that uh, that expertise was not brought to bear on And maybe it was. You know, I don't know all the ins and outs of how that decision was made to to ignite uh, the uh, the chemicals that were on board that train. I don't know how that decision was made. I don't know all the all the details of that. Maybe that expertise was brought to bear, and and that'll all come out in in the future. But it just seems to me that if we have it there, we ought to use it. And I don't know that it was used in this situation the way it should have been. Yeah, and I think there's a couple other things that people should at least inquire about. So for, for that HSCR agency, they have what they call toxicological profiles on hundreds of chemicals. It's chock full of information, and now scientific information is kind of hard to digest, but it's there. And you can, you can call an 800 number and actually talk to somebody, too. The other resource I would put out there for folks to keep in mind, there's, there's an entity called the American College of Medical Toxicology. And that's what they are. They're physicians, but they're trained in toxicology. And they're really good at risk communication, which is a whole other thing that they completely screwed up. 
I mean, risk communication is a science unto itself. It's how you talk about risk to the general public that they can understand. Well, and when you talk about people being able to understand this, uh, imagine if you live in that area in East Palestine and you are really uh, getting next to no information at all. I mean, these people have legitimate questions. And if, if there's one thing the government should be doing is having those experts there to answer questions and answer them in an honest and and straightforward way. But the, but that is not happening. And, and it's just it's just beyond me with, with all the money we spend on all this kind of stuff and all the expertise that we have available. That is it, it's it, it's been very difficult for these people to uh, to get some straight answers. And uh, when you've got the Secretary of Transportation, who's uh, AWOL, not only on this, but on every other major issue, it just plays up the total incompetency of those uh, who are in a position to do something about it. Absolutely. So that was was actually my job. I was in health education. And we would go out as a team, and we would set up community meetings, and we would meet one-on-one with people if they chose to. We would go to their house. We would sit down with them and just take notes about their concerns. Well, and, then, and that's the thing. We know we know how how that works, and we know that as long as people are getting information, uh, they you know they can you know hold they can hold on a little bit longer. They can deal with the issue a lot better as long as they know what's going on in an upfront and straightforward way. Uh, it's it just makes it and uh, again I'm not saying it's easy to deal with but it makes it easier to deal with if you if you at least know what's going on and my sense is is that the people there don't really know you know they're seeing all this stuff falling out on top of their uh, you know on top of their property animals are dying and all the rest of it and uh, and there's no one there to tell them what's going on Robert Absolutely. thanks for the phone call sure all right let's go to um, David. Is David really calling from California? Yeah, sure am. Yeah, I uh, I would pay attention. Is that California, to Ohio, or California, California? Uh, San Francisco, California. All right, what's going uh, on, David? Thanks for the call. Well, I noticed the governor. You know, he did his press conference an hour ago, right? And he still didn't declare it a disaster, right? And he's trying to wrap it up. Now, do I understand right? The railroad is offering one thousand dollar checks. That's it, $1,000 checks, and there's warnings that if you sign that check, you take payment on it, you give up your legal rights to anything else. That is my understanding, that uh, Norfolk Southern has come in and uh, offered everyone $1,000, offered to pay for uh, monitoring of their wells and, I guess, water and air and water around where they live. Uh, but then you have to sign a release that uh, that you hold you hold them harmless. Uh, for any uh, like, anything that may come down in the future, and uh, you remember it, a company doctor. You remember <laughs> the old idea of a company doctor. So if they're going to have your well tested, uh, is it going to be a company doctor that'll tell you that you don't really have poison water? I don't know. No, I, I, 
<laughs> the governor should have said something about that. The governor had, uh, what, how many minutes on the air with the entire state, and he never once raised that dirty check issue and whether or not uh, uh, people should sign it, whether or not he's going to, if he gets elected, you know, saying he knows how to run government like a business, well, it would seem to me that if you allow one of your sections of your state to be poisoned, uh, then he ought to be bargaining hard. And he ought to bargain with the 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 railroad, and he ought to be bargaining with the uh, the contents. You know, running that load, they're saying some of those tank cars weren't even marked. You that's know, well, like, again, that, 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 that's what I'm hearing, uh, and, and all that will come out in the investigation. Uh, hopefully that investigation will be done in a, in a uh, and I hate to use the word transparent, but a transparent way. And uh, well, they hauled it away, right? Where did the where did they haul it to? I don't know that they. I don't know. I, I did see some pictures of uh, some of those rail cars that were up on uh, on flatbed. So I, I guess some of them have started to be cleared, but I don't know that that, that scene has been totally cleared yet. But uh, all the reporting that I'm hearing out of East Palestine is that uh, the majority of people there have enough wits about them that they have not uh, signed away their rights, and I say good for them. Yeah, well, the governor still hasn't declared it a disaster. So, well, the, the federal government, the federal government has already told him that they're not that it's not going to be declared a disaster area. FEMA has already said, well, "Nah, baba, nah, you're not you're not getting anything." I, I, I doubt it. I bet that may be true for one portion of one part of one item, but when you look at the totality of it, you you know posse comitatus, right? The, the feds cannot come in unless they're invited by the governor. Now, the governor, when he declares a disaster, that's when he invites the feds in to help. And it, it, there are so many different things. Say, like, you've got volunteer fire departments out there that spend a lot of time down there, and they can get federal grants for being there. Right. And without the governor signing a disaster, those volunteer fire departments can't get squat. Well, and how many different, uh, you know, little resorts are going to be ruined for, you know, like stimulus for covid. The feds can give grants for people that are damaged by this and then sue the crap out of the railroad company. Didn't they say that this thing was on fire 20 miles away, 20 miles before it, it the derailment, the 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 uh, a train was shooting fire. But David, and, David, yeah. let, let me let me let me read to you the uh, the report that I've got right here. The Biden administration turned down a request for federal disaster assistance from Ohio Governor Mike DeWine in the aftermath of the train derailment in the state earlier this month that led to a large release of toxic chemicals. The Federal Emergency Management Agency FEMA told Ohio's state government it was not eligible for disaster assistance to help the community recover from the toxic spill. So Mike DeWine has made the request. FEMA said no. And uh, we had Sherrod Brown on the news at the uh, top of the hour or the bottom of the hour talking about how he's talked to Joe Biden and uh, they're going to somehow make federal assistance happen. So that's where that well, stands about, right like, now. The EPA, the EPA, there's a lot of agencies of government. Well, sure there is. And and some some oh, of them are there, some of them are not there. And the one and one who is not there is the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, who's been AWOL on just about every big issue to come down the pipe. And with that, uh, David, we got to run. Thank you very much for the phone call from uh, from California. Twelve fifty six. We got to get to a break. Dan Carroll for Bill Cunningham, the Great American.
on 700 WLW. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. Playing it safe with the river with the 1 o'clock report. I'm Jack Crumley. Breaking now, Greater Cincinnati Waterworks says out of an abundance of caution, the water intakes from the Ohio River will be shut down as a precaution. Whatever chemicals from the East Palestine train derailment are going to be passing through early next week. Waterworks also saying that it plans on using more treatment to remove chemicals from the water once the intakes are reopened, even if no new chemicals or new threat is detected. Our environmental teams remain in East Palestine team uh, where they're working directly uh, with the railroad and others to ensure that the site is thoroughly cleaned up uh, with no shortcuts. Governor DeWine giving an update this morning. There was reporting earlier today that the train chemicals that got into the river from East Palestine are no longer a threat thanks in part to that recent rain we saw yesterday in terms of the ongoing response in Northeast Ohio. All of those communities matter and we're going to keep going until we get FEMA there to help. Senator Sherrod Brown in a news conference today saying that he spoke with President Biden one-on-one this morning. He says they are going to work to get FEMA to respond like any other disaster. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. Calling for changes and promises to help with the 130 report. I'm Jack Crumley. Breaking now. This is absurd, uh, and we need to look at this. Uh, and Congress needs to take a take a look at how these things are handled. Uh, we should know when we have trains carrying hazardous material that are going through the state of Ohio. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine speaking today, saying laws need to change when it comes to notification of dangerous chemicals on trains. The ongoing concerns remain in East Palestine. Senator Sherrod Brown was critical of Norfolk Southern in a news conference this afternoon. We know that that um, that Norfolk Southern made huge profits, big stock buybacks, big dividends, didn't invest, and then laid off thousands of workers. And I I would be almost certain that their inspections by their own workforce have been too shallow and too cursory because they've laid off workers and don't have enough people to do, do them. State and federal environmental experts in East Palestine continue to say that the water and air there is safe and they are also continuing to monitor. Greater Cincinnati Waterworks today announcing that it will be closing its Ohio River intakes out of an abundance of caution as trained chemicals that got into the river will likely be passing through early next week. Although the Water Sanitation Commission says that the latest testing shows the slick has dissipated. WLW, Dan Carroll for Bill Cunningham, 156. News coming up top of the hour. Going to knock out a few phone calls. Let's go to uh, Hamilton and say hello to Ron. Ron, you're on 700 WLW. Thanks for hanging on. Oh, thank you. Uh, oh, Hamilton Field, my bad. My bad. I, I misread yeah, that. A, you're, in yeah, northern, you're in Northern California. Northern California. In Hamilton Field, 30 years ago, we had to, we had to look at the toxins left over from the military. And that brought to us to an issue that we realized that those that would be affected by the toxins that were left. Incidentally, Hamilton Field and a a place called Bayview Hunters Point in San Francisco, World Health said had the highest rates of breast cancer on the globe at that time, 30 years ago. Now, that's changed. But how did that happen? The problem is with this rail derailment and all the toxins that went out, and those that are known, they're actually 
create and, and, and contain dioxin, it body the body tissue, fatty tissue, holds that. And my concern is they'll never really clean it up. They'll clean it up to a standard. The standard means that whatever's left they may cover up. But the issue that I'm most concerned about is the fact that when a mother is contaminated with the substance, bioaccumulated, remaining in the body and dispersing in it, can, and we learned that 30 years ago, there is a transgenerational transfer of the offspring. In other words, from mother to child. And we've had more kinds of birth defects related illnesses in children over the last 30, 40 years, 50 even, now to that there's got to be an explanation coming from the toxins that are out there specifically with the transgenerational from mother to child effect. And we need to get a consciousness about this in a bigger way. We get chemicals from everything, but this, this rail derailment, there's no way they're going to go in and wash down every home in outside and check inside to our gardens where our children play, all of that. I don't know if they'll ever really clean it up that it'll be suitable that there won't be continued transfer of these toxins to the human body, the body burden, and therefore transgenerational effect from well, all, all I know is is when they do the brownfield cleanup sites, uh, the, those, those sites stay active for years and years and years and years. And, uh, yes, and, and, the, and the tons and tons of soil gets, gets removed and everything else. But, but now you're talking about uh, probably uh, hundreds, if not thousands, of uh, homes and individual properties, and it's it's, it's just going to be an absolute mess. And uh, it, it is. It, do you think there's a possibility that this is going to wipe uh, this small town off the map? I think that the 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 town at the at the continuance of the disbursement of the toxins is already wiped off the map for any really healthy living. Yeah, uh, hopefully. Um, now that sounds like a worst case scenario, and uh, at this point, you can only hope for the best uh, for the okay. our, for our friends and neighbors in uh, East Palestine, Ohio. Ron from uh, Northern California, I appreciate the call. Thank you. All right, there you go. So it's uh, he definitely had his say, and uh, we thank him for that. Dan Carroll for Bill Cunningham on seven hundred WLW News, traffic and weather. News Radio seven hundred WLW Cincinnati. Taking more precautions locally with the 2 o'clock report. I'm Jack Crumley. Breaking now, the chemicals that leaked into the Ohio River from the train derailment in East Palestine earlier this month are reportedly no longer a threat. The executive director of Aransco here in Cincinnati tells our own Scott Sloan that their latest tests show the slick has dissipated. Richard Harrison says his organization monitors the safety of our water supply 24-7. We have been planning... Uh for these types of events for decades. We have a monitoring system on the Ohio River. We call it our organic detection system. That runs uh, every day. As a precaution, however, Greater Cincinnati Waterworks has announced it will be shutting down its intake valves from the Ohio River with what's left of the chemicals projected to pass by early next week. Governor DeWine says testing and monitoring of the environment in that part of Northeast Ohio continues. We never thought that the municipal water was contaminated, but out of an abundance of caution, uh, our Ohio EPA took samples which were analyzed and they in fact came back and were shown to be safe. He's among those calling for changes to regulations on the transportation of hazardous chemicals, as is Senator Sherrod Brown. He says today that he spoke with President Biden saying that they will find a way for FEMA to get involved.
Seg? Yes. It's been great seeing you. We'll do it again next week. Amen, Dan Carroll. Rocky, thank you very much. What, what do you guys got coming up yeah. on the show today? So we, we got, got, a, we got Chris Smitherman at 4 o'clock talking about, you know, the city was going to sell their rail line, right? Right. To North North Southern. Southern. Is that Oops. a good idea now? Well, uh, we're going to discuss it. That should be a good segment at 4 o'clock. But here's the thing. I, I, I had a, we, There's a caller who's been waiting on hold forever. He says, what would you do if you were in Biden's position? You know what I would do? I, I would I would say, look, we're going to take every one of those people who's affected by this. We're going to take them about 100 or 50 miles, take them to Columbus and put them up in a nice hotel. And we're going to go in there and we're going to get this whole thing squared away. We're going to get everything cleaned up and we're going to move back in and we're going to make it possible for them to sue the hell out of Norfolk Southern. Yeah, that's what I would say. I, I agree with all that. What's but so the, tough about the that? minimum thing is to show up and act like you give a damn show up there. Start asking questions. Start demanding answers. But was, look, May, was Mayor Pete the the mayor when you were in uh, no in, was, in in South Bend? He's around my age, so no, he wouldn't have been. I, I don't know. Maybe he grew up in South Bend. I think he did. He looks he like he's about ten years younger than you. I am deeply disappointed it's at where we are. Because he doesn't have a tonight. woman adding stress to his life. I'm <laughs> very very sorry that we are where we are. We got to yeah. go on seven hundred WLW. <laughs> Traffic and weather. News Radio 700 WLW. Cincinnati. Shutting down the water intakes at Cincinnati. This is the 3 o'clock report. I'm Matt Reese. Breaking now. The latest on the chemical headed this way from Northeast Ohio. It's going to be here early next week, but it will not get into our drinking water because. Cincinnati Waterworks is going to be shutting down the water intakes this weekend just to be safe and then treating the tail end of it with chemicals here. It's all just to be extra cautious because there's not a dangerous level of chemical coming this way. The EPA has been monitoring homes in the East Palestine area since the February 3rd derailment. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. Today they have sampled air in over 500 separate homes. Uh, they've also sampled, continue to sample air uh, out on the streets uh, and throughout the community. And? No detection of contaminants uh, either outside or in the specific homes. While tests show the municipal water is free of contaminants, DeWine says those who have private wells should arrange to have their water tested. Dave Packer, ABC News. Clinic's going to be opening in East Palestine to help residents with a variety of health issues. May open as early as Monday. Governor says he wanted to open it to make sure people who do not have health insurance or a primary care doctor have a place to go. People have been complaining of coughing and sore throats. It's going to be run by the Ohio Department of Health and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.